0: Welcome to another Astros podcast. And
1: greetings from Roger Dean Chevrolet Stadium in Jupiter, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Miami Marlins in Grapefruit League action. Yesterday, the Astros beat the Mets 7-3 to in West Palm Beach. Brad Peacock struck out four and gave up three runs and four in the third innings. Miles Straw, three hits, had an RBI and scored twice as the Astros are now 15-11 and two in the Grapefruit League. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's a battle of opening day starters today. Justin Verlander on the mound for the
2: Astros and getting ready for his 11th
1: opening day start.
2: Yeah, that's remarkable in itself. And what we've seen is somebody that's come into spring training and he's led the way. At first start in spring training, it was only one inning, but he just came out like it was a regular season game. Man, he means business every time he steps on the mound. Expect nothing less today tune-up and that's what this one is today he's only going to go three or four innings 50 or 60 pitches whatever comes first for Verlander to be ready on Thursday in Tampa meanwhile Jose Urania making his second
1: straight opening day start for the Miami Marlins and he's really established himself the last couple of years as a solid big league pitcher
2: yeah you know he establishes himself in the fact that his his stuff is electric I mean it's moving all over the place a little effectively wild you might say from time to time so it's uncomfortable for the batters but uh, I think he doesn't dictate uh, the counts enough. He falls behind, gets a little more predictable in those 2-1, 3-1 type of counts where he gets uh, lead from time to time. But uh, stuff-wise, he's, he's at the top. Keys to the game
1: brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, the Astros making a couple of roster moves. Most notable, Ramin Goudwan getting... Uh, sent down to minor league camp and Goodwin was in contention for that final bullpen spot which is going to go to Fromber Valdez.
2: You know what, they watched Fromber Valdez the last couple of outings. He made a four-inning start against the Braves. He looked much better and it was always about command. And then in that game yesterday, last night when he pitched, he came out of the bullpen and he looked like somebody that could really challenge lefty batters and make them look a little bit silly. And maybe for Fran Valdez, these little short spurts it will maybe help him focus a little more coming into a ball game and and land those pitches and, and dictate dictate counts like they want him to. Coming up next, we'll hear from Dave Van Horn, longtime voice of the
1: Miami Marlins on radio, but now this from your local station.
0: What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes?
1: Deep to left field, and you can test that good into the Landry's Crawford boxes.
0: How about cracking open a delicious Crawford box? Carbox Crawford Bock pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bock this season.
1: Robert Ford joined by Dave Van Horn, radio broadcaster for the Miami Marlins as they get set to take on the Astros here and Jupiter. And, of course, it's been pretty well publicized, Dave, where the, the Marlins are right now, kind of where the Astros were uh, just a few years ago in the process that uh, really accelerated last year with the, the ownership change. Where would you say the the Marlins are at at this point in in the rebuild phase?
3: Well, probably, uh, obviously, in year two of what is uh, anywhere from a four- to five-year program. Mm. Uh, They are certainly headed in the right direction. And the one thing all of us that have seen the other group and how things went uh, uh, with that ownership and and management team, uh, the thing that we respect most about this is they came up with a plan before season one last year even started. They've stuck to that plan, and they're going to stick to that plan. They're not going to waver. Uh, They've got to build from within. The farm system was down to zero. We had nothing in the system at all. And now slowly in in just two years, that's been built up, and it's a lot more respectable now than it was. But as far as winning at the major league level, it's still going to take a few more years.
1: When you look at the big league club and also the the farm system i know some decisions have to be made about the opening day roster for the marlins but where would you say the the most depth is the most talent is in the organization
3: well probably uh the starting pitching uh there are some very good arms that aren't going to make this club either in the bullpen or in the starting rotation that'll be down in the minor leagues at double a and triple a Um, And just a few years ago, we were tapped out. Uh, The organization was tapped out in that department. And I I think that is the strength right now. And that really looks good for a rebuild because, as we all know, in this game, it all starts uh, with the strength of your starting pitching. And so the Marlins are looking a lot better in that regard.
1: And going tonight, Jose Ureña for the Marlins, the opening day starter for the Marlins for another year. And... I mean, a guy with with a with a, a ton of talent. Uh, where where is he at right now? It's, does he does he seem like a guy who's ready to take that next step?
3: He seems like the guy that had a very strong finish to last year. Mm-hmm. The year before, he established himself as as a force as, as a starting pitcher. Uh, he had some uh, road bumps uh, early in the year and mid season last year, but he had a very strong finish uh, to the season, and he's carried that over into spring training. He's been very good. And so he'll be number one. I'm not sure in what order they're going to go after that. I think they want to settle that uh, between tonight and tomorrow and, and notify all of the pitchers that are going to be in that rotation. And I think there'll be some surprises, too. There'll be some pitchers who in the past have been in the rotation, they're not going to make it this year. Now, they've been pushed out by some very young, talented arms. You'll see one of them tonight backing up uh, Jose Ureña and Caleb Smith. And Pablo Lopez has had a, a terrific spring, and so has Trevor Richards. Uh, and along with Caleb, they're the three youngsters that are really good and have a, have a chance to, to help lead this club to the next step. You called
1: your first big league game in 1969 with the Montreal Expos, an original Expos broadcaster, and obviously we're part of spring training in those days. What are the biggest differences you've seen spring training then compared to spring training today?
3: Uh, more players in camp, mm-hmm. uh, more exhibition games than uh, we used to play back then in the in the late 60s and early 70s, and uh, I, I think that's probably the the the, the biggest change and. I had seen the beginning of that movement where players came to spring training not to get in shape. They were in shape. Yeah. And and I saw the very beginning of that in the late 60s and early 70s. And, of course, that's the way things are right now. But we're still playing more games and, and watching more people than ever before. Dave
1: Van Horn, radio broadcaster for the Marlins, in the best shape of his life, of course. Thanks so much for joining us. (laughs) Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. changes (laughs) for the Astros. We'll get to those momentarily, as we're pleased to be joined now by the biggest University of Houston Cougars fan
0: I know, certainly, and also
1: Astros B-Rider for MLB.com, Brian McTaggart.
0: Is our Cougar game tonight?
1: I think they play later. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's happening right now. But, hey, good to see you. And uh, you. you were down in the uh, Astros clubhouse, got to hear from Brad Peacock, three innings, or four in the third innings, he gave up three runs. What did Brad have to say?
0: Uh, not much. He was typical Brad Peacock. He, you know, he wasn't happy with his fastball location. Um, you know, just trying to spot the four-seamer a little bit. He uh, said he worked in five or six change-ups. You know, we asked him if, if he feels he's done enough to win the uh, fifth starter spot. Of course, he's not going to commit to that but he he said he thought he came in here and pitched pretty well this spring so i I think uh you know if you give him some truth serum he'll he'll tell you that he feels that he's probably won the fifth starter spot i think we might know that here by the end of the night
2: is there such thing as truth serum
0: i can't answer that truthfully
2: (laughs) (laughs) i want you to imitate uh, as robert in between pitches i want you to imitate peacock let's just have, have a fake interview
0: Oh, I can't right. do his voice, but it's. Don't, you don't uh, do his
2: voice, but just give me something typical.
0: Uh, yeah, felt good. Um, you know, worked on some pitches and <laughs> some guys on base, and yeah, felt good. You feel like you, you did enough
2: to win that fifth starting
0: spot? Yeah, you know, felt good. Um, came in here with work to do, and felt good. <laughs> pitches <is> fouled back. <laughs> I love him, though. At I mean, he's. Echeverria, and it's one in one, one. One of my favorites. He's Isn't uh, awesome. Yeah, he's great.
1: So, so, the changes for the Astros here Stephen Wren stays in the game in right field. Yordan Alvarez is now in left, or still in left, I should say. Nick Tantalou is now at third. Jeremy Peña the shortstop. Jack Mayfield at second. A.J. Reed is at first. Robert Valdez the second inning of work, and he delivers a one-one, and that bounces in there. It's two balls, and a strike. So Brian, where does that leave us now with the
0: roster? I mean, I've, I think if I think would be pretty much set. I think that you know Peacock will get the fifth starter. I see Valdez going to the minor leagues and you know I think Goodwan is locked up the last spot in the bullpen. He's he's had a pretty good spring. A guy that I think sort of was cast to the side at the beginning of the spring, this um, you know, kind of being an outside guy, but you know, mm-hmm. he's he's sort of uh, persevered and he's come in and, and done a nice job.
1: Pitch misses inside, so Goodwan and Josh James in the bullpen to start the yeah. year.
0: Yeah, with the five uh kind of the veteran guys coming back, yeah. Three.
1: and Echevarria drives it deep to center. It sends back Straw on the warning track. It's over his head and off the base of the wall. Echevarria on his way to second. He'll put on the brakes there with a leadoff double, the Mets' eighth hit of the night.
2: I don't think anybody expected that Echevarria, especially straightaway center, could knock it over Straw's head. Kind
0: of a a light hitter, but he pounded that one. He's made two of the best catches of the spring against the Mets. Yeah.
1: Here's Dario Pizzano. That's right. He had the one in uh, Port St. Lucie against Tim Tebow. Right. And going in the gap and taking away extra bases.
0: Yeah, Peacock was very excited about that catch. He, he, uh, he gave said some praise. Yeah, he said Strauss is great out there.
1: <laughs> His voice raised one octave. A little bit, yeah. Pizzano, one for two tonight with an infield hit and a run score. Talking with Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. Pitched by Valdez. Misses high. For a ball, get a chance to catch up with anybody else in the Astros clubhouse while you're down there.
0: No, there were I think uh, two other players. They were watching basketball. That's a shock. Um, a couple of other pitchers just watching basketball. So the position players, I did not see any of those guys. So um, just Peacock. And, you know, Peacock is uh, as a lot of players are when they talk about other players. That's when they you know they they uh, open up a little bit more. So he did that about Straw.
1: Popped up in the shallow left center by Pizano, caught by Pena, the shortstop, and that is the first out at Chavaria remains at second we have to talk about the news of the day also with Alex Bregman's extension announced five-year extension that starts next year uh what were you surprised at all when you heard when the news came out uh I guess it's been a couple of days now about the possibility of of Bregman and the Astros locking up an extension uh
0: not really I mean I I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides on on this deal if you look at some of the deals are getting done around the league. you know I, I think Bregman could have put himself in position in two or three years to have an arenado type deal you know maybe two hundred million plus um, so if they can get it done now which they did um, you know you look at the deal he's getting eleven million a year for three years beginning next year and then in twenty three and twenty four he gets twenty eight and a half million so that's his two free agent years so that that's a really good deal on the front side for the Astros of course on the back side for him and he'll be thirty years old when that deals up so who knows, if he has the kind of career that we think he will, he could go on and, and get another huge deal at 30.
1: Oh, one's a strike on the outside corner to Nemo,
0: And there was a, a signing bonus involved in that too, right? Yeah, he got $10 million um, up front. So if you remember a couple of weeks ago, Alex renewed his contract, and he was a little unhappy with that. Oh, so, yeah. um, so I'm sure this $10 million uh, signing bonus will uh, help him help, help that go down a little bit easier. So in total, that $10 million, three years of 11, and then two at 28.5, that equals the hundred.
1: Oh, two. This ball is lifted, foul, and out of playoff to the left. And you went to University of Houston, so you're able to figure out that math in your head. Yeah, that's
2: yeah. That's I what you do. That's punch how you do the there? numbers in the calculator. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they taught you there. Yeah. <laughs> you you alluded to something, and when you talked about Peacock, he kind of opens up a little bit when he talks about other people. Is that one trick that you have as, as a reporter when you're having a hard time bringing things out of players? Is Sometimes talk about other guys and that opens things up for the rest yeah. of the conversation.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so, so many guys are like that. I mean, Springer's big like that. He won't talk about himself, but talk about Marisnick and you know he sit there and hold court with you. Mm-hmm. Altuve's great about that. You could ask Altuve about anything, and he will ramble off the name of every other player on the roster. You know, it was uh, well, you know, I play with. uh Marwin and Correa and Bregman and uh, you know he, he lists all the other eight guys. He's just he's got to name them all. But, uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to hurt anybody's right. feelings. Who did I forget? But uh,
1: <laughs> swinging a miss by Nimmo at a good breaking ball by Valdez. Nimmo strikes out. Second K for her Echevarria remains at second with two out. Astros leading seven to three. Top of the seventh as Juan Lagares comes to the play. Juan is one for three this evening. But yeah, that is that is an interesting thought too. And, uh, with players, and I've noticed that too. Sometimes when I interview guys, if you ask them about somebody else, especially if it's someone they really like, uh, they'll really they'll really light up. Then as that pitch misses down for a ball.
0: Yeah, I guess there aren't a lot of Kenny Powers out there saying I'm the, <laughs> I'm the best in the world and I'm better than anybody. So has there
2: ever been another of Kenny Powers?
0: I've covered a couple that probably <laughs> pushed. I think you know what I'm talking about probably <laughs> pushed the envelope towards. I Kenny. think he called himself Kenny Powers. <laughs> I think he, didn't he did. Yeah. Are you talking yeah, about Brett, Brett Myers, Myers? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. That is not we were, surprising. A few years ago, when Wrigley watching that show, 1-0 is outside. Brett is in there watching it, and uh, and it was like it was you're watching his life story. So. <laughs> <laughs> he was taking notes. He was taking notes. It was great. He's bounded down. Right. 2-0 to Juan Lagares. Echeverria
1: off second. Pitched by Valdez, and that's bounced left side. Backhanded by the third baseman. Tanalu over toward the line. One hop throw is handled by Reed. Nice play on both ends. And the inning draws to a close. Brian McTaggart, Astros beat writer for MLB.com. Thanks so much for joining us. Steve Sparks just gave you a hug. That's from both of us. Okay? All right. Thanks, guys. Steve, I'm really excited when the Astros get back home for those two exhibition games against the Pirates. Monday before that game. It's a night game, 7-10. The new Astros Hall of Fame is going to be unveiled. Ah. And that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. I know
2: a lot of people have put a lot of hard work into that. Here comes the 0-2. Breaking balls, popped up, right side, backing up on it. Brantley he's going to have room, has it measured, makes the catch. He'll get it in, runner back to first. And one of the things I like about it,
1: so it's going to be uh, out beyond right field, right center, the area that was known as home run alley, by yep. that Phillips I 66 home run pump. Yep. So that's now going to be Hall of Fame alley. Okay. Where, where the uh, Astros Hall of Fame will be. Perfect. And I'm really looking forward to seeing everything that's there. I know Mike Acosta really involved in that project who knows more about Astros' history than just about anybody. Ben,
2: anybody. I, I would be hard-pressed to think anybody does. Yeah. Run on first one away for J.D. Davis who singled and scored back in the second. Mets lead 2-1. to one. Peacock's first pitch slider fouled away. That's going to be fun. Have they announced the recipients for that?
1: Yes. The first class has been announced i'll pull up those names for you here in just a second all Right. and the induction ceremony for them will happen uh, later in the year i know all the guys who have num- retired numbers already are part of the inaugural class milo hamilton is gotcha. gonna be part of it as well
2: fantastic here comes the 0-1 pitch to davis swing and a, a feeble swing at a breaking ball davis waves through it nothing and two Peacock 50 pitches so far in this one. Like to stretch things out in this ball game if he can. Looks good. I mean, the command looks good. Challenging hitters. Although trailing two to one here. Here's the O2 breaking ball. Just missed low. Pops out of the glove of Torino's, but nobody goes anywhere as he retrieves it. It's one ball and two strikes. Most of the field in shade now. Perfectly cloudless skies here in West Palm Beach today. Center field still has most sunlight. But a lot of shade everywhere else so far. Thrower to first base, not in time, diving back.
1: So here's the uh, list of inductees in the uh, inaugural Astros Hall of Fame class. Bob Aspermani. Oh, yeah. Jeff Bagwell, Craig Biggio, Mm -hmm. Jose Cruz. Lar- oh, good. Larry Durker, yeah. Gene Elston, Milo Hamilton, Joe Morgan, Joe Negro, Shane Reynolds.
2: Mm. One and two. Fastball. Upstairs, but a strike is Davis not happy with it. But a good frame job by Robinson Chirinos on that high strike. Pulled it down, and that's what you want. And that was one of the things that the Astros
1: felt they could help Chirinos improve upon. The metrics showed he wasn't great at getting that high strike call, but able to get it there. Good sign, wasn't it? Really was. Rest of that Hall of Fame class J.R. Richard, Nolan Ryan, Mike Scott, Jim Umbrick, Don Wilson, and Jimmy
2: Wynn. How about that? Deserving candidates all. Here's Luis Guillorme, shortstop, with two outs, runner on first. First pitch breaking ball. It's a strike. I love hearing that. Gene Elston, Milo Hamilton included in that group. Mm -hmm.
1: Very deserving. Legendary Astros broadcasters.
2: Here's the 0 1 upstairs underneath the chin of Guillaume. Backs him out of there. It's one on one.
1: As was Larry Durker, Legendary Astros broadcaster. Of course, Larry Durker did a lot of things. He did a million
2: things. He is Mr. Astro. (laughs) He is Mr. Astro, isn't he?
1: He is. And that induction ceremony, first weekend of August.